This episode is brought to you by Vonage. Your business needs more than an 800 number. With Vonage Voice API, you can provide the call experience your customers expect and get the data your team needs. From call analytics and virtual assistance to automatic speech recognition and text-to-speech in multiple languages. Your customer service team can help more people in more places. And with in-app voice, your customers can easily contact you the moment they have a question. Take your calls to the next level with Vonage Voice API. Learn more at Vonage.com. Welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm very excited about our guest today because this is a makeup line that I am very excited about, and it's been a while since I've been very excited about makeup. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Victor and Alicia, who are the founders of Mob Beauty, and it's a very customizable um, uh you know, line where, you know, you guys have such an interesting concept where it's like, I can mix and match things in my palette and it's just, it's beautiful. So um, I'm not going to rant too much. I want you guys to dive in, um, Victor and Alicia, t- and tell us all about how you guys got started. Well, thanks. Hi, Ekta. Hi. Awesome. Awesome. Well, at first of all, we're so excited um, to be here and uh, to be sharing our story with you. So thank you so much. Um, and I also want to say that while Vic and I are here, we have two other co-founders um, <clears throat> who are amazing, who uh, Steve uh, Blanchett and Beatrice Sigin, and they are uh, come from the cosmetic industry as well, um, product innovation, and also uh, Steve literally um, owned and ran one of the largest um, uh, cosmetic manufacturing uh, manufacturers in Canada. So oh, wow. um, we're so excited that yeah. So we're a team of we're a team of industry vets. So we all come from different parts of beauty. Um, Beatrice from the innovation side. I know I've already told you about Steve. I started out actually as a makeup artist, and that's how I began my career. And um, I started out uh, with just a love for product and a love for artistry. And I actually uh, worked in my very early days of my career with Laura Mercier. Um, oh wow! I, I got the good fortune of yeah, it was really exciting. I got the good fortune of working with Laura herself, um, and uh, traveling with her, and really learned so much about artistry from her and product. And it was in the early days of the brand, so I also learned a lot about brand building. And I kind of think from there, I got this, um, you know, I realized that I had this entrepreneurial spirit, um, and just really enjoyed that um, that that part of the business. And right. um, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of, I've been on all sides of the business, at, you know, from, from one thing to another. And when I was fortunate enough to meet Vic is when um, I joined a brand uh, back in 2012, uh, mm-hmm. where Vic was uh, the chief innovation officer and also, um, you know, very involved with the brand. And for me, it was amazing because I had always been a part of artistry, but I had never really been, you know, worked with a chemist. Um, and so I was right. so excited to meet Vic. And of course, I was, you know, really excited to work with someone who, you know, was from Mac and, um, you know, always a brand that I admired as much as any brand ever in cosmetics. And so, yeah, um, we Mac is kind of really one of those like trendsetter brands. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, Mac is just a brand. Cosmetics are not, you know, what Mac has done. Um, they're just like, you know, pioneers in so many ways. So, yeah, it was really exciting. And the thing that I, I have to say is that, you know, and here forged a connection uh, that has carried on to mob, uh, not only our, our, our professional working relationship, but 
you know, the way that Vic was formulating back then, um, you know, he was formulating like quote unquote clean, if you will, back then, you know, so he was formulating without, you know, talc or gluten or, you know, parabens, you know, and, and I had never really been introduced to that type of formulation before. So it was really eye opening to me and, um, and, and exciting. And um, I learned so much uh, from Vic about formulations and, and what goes into making great products. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we've all crossed paths. So myself, Vic, and I'll let him tell his story just a second, but myself, Vic, and then Steve and Beatrice all coming and, you know, all being a part of the industry, our paths had crossed. And um, the, the, long, the long and short of it is that we were a group of um, industry vets that just thought, wow, you know, we want to we do beauty differently than we had done beauty before um, and saw, uh, saw an opportunity to make an impact with our collective experience and our willingness to take on tough challenges. Um, you know, we thought, wow, we could really create a brand that checks all of our boxes and those boxes being like great product. It could be a me from an artist background, Vic, of course, being, I'm, you know, hope he's not blushing, but like this kind of iconic, you know, cosmetic chemist who's formulated for pros his whole career. So we had to make great product um, and we wanted to do it in this modern way. Um, so vegan and, and cruelty-free for sure and using sustainable ingredients. So leaving out things like silicones that don't biodegrade, you know, um, you know, really formulating for the modern, you know, the, the, the modern way. Um, yeah. But then also really also tackling, you know, packaging and how we could do uh, how we could, you know, the way we buy beauty, you know, how, how could we um, present the packaging to the consumer in a way that was more, more mindful of the earth right. um, and an attempt to minimize waste. Um, and, and overall, just a community-based brand. You know, we want to do this with our community. We, um, we want to educate. A lot of what we're doing is um, some stuff has never been done before, and we're trying to really push boundaries. And, and really, as much as anything, we want to just share our story, educate, open up yeah. the conversation um, in an effort to um, just bring more awareness and hopefully, you know, make a make a small impact on this greater industry that we love. Um, so that's yeah. kind of a little bit about my story and how we came together. But Nick, of course, I want to hear all about you too, Mary. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Sure thing. All right. Well, mine goes further back. So I started, um, I was actually dating my future wife uh, that I met in high school and I had uh, was studying chemistry at the university of Toronto. <clears throat> and I was an all in chemistry student, you know, I, it was like a double major specialist program. So I, I loved, I, I love chemistry and sure enough, you know, I'm having dinner with her at her family's house and her brother, Frank Toskin, who was a co-founder of Mac. Um, he said, listen, I, I want to make some makeup. I'm thinking of putting some makeup together because I can't get the looks that I want. Do you know how to make a lipstick or do you know how to make an eyeshadow? And I said, no, I don't. But I <laughs> certainly took it to heart because I wanted to impress, you know, my girlfriend and her family. So I, you know, university by day, I, I found a, a, a spot to do some, set up a lab and literally brought in the equipment I needed and, you know, reverse engineering trial and error over and over and over again and about a year and a half later you know I started we started to make some really cool product and you know uh, those were the products we launched in Mac you know back yeah. in 1984 
and it was um, an amazing ride. I, I got to work with two very talented Mavericks, Frank Toskin and Frank Angelo. I was the, the, the science guy in the room, and I my job was to formulate product, do what they do what they were looking to do, uh, work with makeup artists, uh, and and provide product that performed stuff that they wanted for their for their toolkit to to do their job and that's the way I was trained I was right. trained to make so products for makeup artists like for real professionals yeah I mean I would literally go backstage at a fashion show uh, and work with you know the makeup team and see what they were doing and what they were asking for or I would bring things down and say look try this and they would try it uh, photo shoots I, I was on sets you know uh, in trailers on sets and film studios just looking at what they're doing and right. we managed to you know in every you know, from one product after another we managed to really um, have success and you know of course Matt grew substantially and we grew along with it we we built the business from scratch and we built you know we had I had my own R&D facility um, we manufactured our product in Toronto yeah. And we sold the Testy Lauder, but interestingly enough, okay, so this is a great story. So about 10 years in, I wanted to, I wanted to bring in some dermatologists in, in my R&D advisory. By then we had our own, we had a 25,000 square foot R&D facility in Toronto and yeah. a team of, of, of brilliant people working on developing and researching product. I wanted to bring some dermatologists in to be some advisors. So I went to the closest hospital to us that was significant was Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto and it's the university hospital uh, the department of dermatology for university of Toronto runs out of that hospital so I went and met with them um, yeah. I said this and I, I want to work with you guys and so we had an agreement while I was there I met uh, a woman who was doing camouflage makeup in a patient room and I said well what's going on over there and they said well we bring people in here from all over Canada to yeah. help them with various skin issues you know vitiligo rosacea severe acne Sometimes the medication takes up three months, six months, a year. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. What we want to do is we want the patient to start emotionally healing right away. So we show them how to camouflage whatever issue that they came in for. Right. And I mean, that really took me back. And so I met this woman, Lee, and we gave her a bunch of makeup and supported her. And, and this is where I started to learn clean. This is back in 2000. You know, I'd spent 15 years developing professional quality products. And then no. I was smack dam in the middle of a university dermatology department at Sunnybrook. Uh, they gave me a room there. So I had a patient room where I built a lab and we literally made product foundation for patients as a service wow. to give back. Wow. And I did that for a couple of years. And all of a sudden, their, their patients, mothers and brothers, uh, sisters and friends started to come in and they were asking to buy it. So we um, fortunately started selling in Shoppers Drug Mart in Canada and that's how Cover Effects started. So Cover Effects literally was born out of a university dermatology hospital. Wow. Where we that were is amazing. Yeah, and and, and yeah. we were making product for patients who would come in uh, with various skin issues and the, the products couldn't be sensitizing. They had to wear all day. They, yeah. they, they couldn't have things in it that typical people could Use. So I learned on what to take out, what to not put in, what to put in, like anti-inflammatories and antioxidants to help soothe the skin while you're wearing it. So people who couldn't wear makeup could wear makeup. So there was a lot of learning there. And that's where I kind of was reborn into this whole clean and 
back then it wasn't called clean. I don't know what it was called. You know, uh, Alicia, I remember saying we called it healthy. We were formulating yeah. makeup. That, that's what we were doing before clean came around. And then, um, you know, I met Alicia and at Cover Effects just was growing the brain. So, you know, I've, I, I, when I work on projects, I commit to them. Mac was a 15 year uh, uh, in, engagement. Cover Effects was a 19 year engagement. Wow. Um, and when, when Cover Effects got to a certain level, you know, we, we handed it over to a, a, a big investor group that wanted to just take it and move on. And during that time, you know, I was working with Alicia. I was working with Steve and Beatrice, uh, the other co-founders. Uh, Beatrice is a PhD in uh, pharmacology. So she's a smart, you know, very talented woman who loves to innovate. Uh, she was the, she was an innovation person for, for a, one of Canada's largest private label manufacturing companies for cosmetics. Steve owned the place. So I had, uh, I met all these people, including Alicia, who's just a brilliant uh, marketing and product person. She just loves product. Um, And I said, you know what, why don't we get together and uh, start a company that is crowdsourced, hence the term mob. Um, And we, we use all of our skills to try to do things the way we really want to do them, not to inherit them from things that we've kind of grown up with over the years to shed to shed all of the things that we don't believe needs to happen today and right. to start anew and to engage the crowd the crowd the, the the mob team the the, the the community we we like to say community engage the community in the process so it's education it's feedback it's discussions it's debates it's developing product it's, yeah. it's uh, leading the way it's also leading the way the, the you know what we want to do at mob is we want to lead the way and say, you know what, you can make an amazing lipstick and yeah. sell it in an amazing way and be responsible. And and we don't need to sell things that you need. We don't want to push things on you. Buy right. the shades you need. Buy the products you need. Don't buy palettes full of things that you only use one or two of. Well, that's what I really, that's what I really, really fell in love with the minute I saw your products was that customization aspect was, it was perfect. It was literally perfect. And um, it makes sense now, you know, now that you're going into your, your background, your career, why, you know, that was such an easy thing for your, for you to just know to do, because I've, I can't tell you how many times I've bought a palette or a lipstick or something. And it just, it, I use it once and that's it. You know what I mean? And it just, it's like wasteful. It's very wasteful. So, and, and so, and, and yeah, so uh, Alicia and I and Beatrice and Steve, we are committed. We are a team. Each yeah. one of us does, uh, plays an important role uh, to the team, but we, we, we rely on our community. We, we engaged the community a year before we launched. And I don't know many people that do that or brands that do that, but we literally yeah. reached out to the community uh, last February and started the discussions and started to engage them and get feedback and we've we've met with them online not in person obviously no actually we had a couple where we had very well protected uh discussions or or, you know photograph sessions um and here we are but there's a lot of engineering that's going into what you're using you know the the palettes themselves um are made of pet recycled water and drink bottles that's never been really done before in our industry because our industry tends to use plastics that are heavier and scratch resistant that are hard to recycle just because they feel more precious. Yeah. Uh, and we said, well, we, you know, we just need a plastic. We need something that will hold the makeup. We don't need that. What what we should do is, is show that you can use recycled water bottles as a, tr- as a beautiful compact. And wow. Compact I love that. Great. 
Yeah, it's it's got a it's got a um, a high percent of post-consumer recycled PET. Our goal is to get to 100. In many cases, uh, our packaging contains 100 uh, percent post-consumer recycled material, like the clamshells that the refills come in, um, the paperboard, and things like the labels, um, yeah. chipper. You know, um, I'll stop talking. I'll turn it over to Alicia because I know she wants to say some things. Okay. I'm just like I'm just so enamored like I am so in love with everything that you guys are telling me this is amazing like genuinely <laughs> so that's why I'm so uh, quiet but yes Alicia please tell us more this is so great well you know I think I you know as a as a you know makeup wear and you know to hear you say that about palettes it's just so true um I'm so, I mean, how many palettes have I bought in my life? A lot. So, you know, no judgy there, but, uh, you know, um, it, it starts to feel incredibly wasteful because to your point, you buy a palette that has, you know, 10, 12, whatever, more eyeshadows, and you typically are buying it for a couple of shades. You know, yes. and, and literally I've, I've been standing at the stores with my girlfriends before and they're like, oh my God, I want this palette, but I really just want the shade. <laughs> right. And then, but it, yeah, I, I know, I know. And, uh, but, you know, the reality of it is, is that like, when, you know, with our packaging, Vic already touched on the ingredients, right? Not only yeah. the use of PET, but also post-consumer and taking, taking materials out of the waste stream to, you know, to divert from landfills as much as possible. Um, and there's so many other, like, you know, maybe we can get into some of the other things about just monomaterials and things like that, 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 that make our packaging more sustainable, but the design of it, it was like, it's like, really, there's two problems here. One is packaging waste. And, yes. you know, not only is packaging, you know, the use of single use plastic and the use of single use packaging in general is one of our biggest, you know, problems. Uh, you know, as consumers, and um, you know, it basically the way we've been buying beauty is completely at odds with sustainability because you buy, you know, your 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 compact, your tube, whatever to last you three months, six months, right? Yeah, but I think exactly. what a lot of people don't realize, yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize is like that takes four hundred years probably to decompose in a landfill. Um, it, oh it's around, goodness. you know, we buy packaging to use for a short time, but it's lasting a real long time. And so how can we minimize packaging? Well, one of the easiest ways to minimize is just to refill, like reuse and refill. Yes, the refill. refill, the refill option. Oh my gosh. When I saw yeah. the lipsticks, I was just, I, I was so excited because that is perfect. It's beautiful. I mean, it doesn't compromise the product. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful idea. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. you know, we, we, and, and one thing that we're doing differently too is we're not selling it in the package and then you can buy the refill later. You know, we're selling packaging separately. So when you go on the site and you want to buy a lipstick, you have to choose whether you just want the refill or you want the, the refill and the lipstick capsule, for yeah. example. Um, and that's really different. You know, that's going to take a consumer behavior shift. Um, you know, we're used to just going on and buying our blush, buying our yeah. lipstick. And that's the way I've always bought beauty, right? I mean, you know, and so. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. But also just paying for the package. You know, we can take money and put it into formulas. You know, like it's not a good value for the consumer to pay for packaging over and over. And it's certainly not good for the earth to have all of this 
unnecessary packaging waste. So mm -hmm. the refillability, you know, is there to minimize packaging waste, but the customization is yeah. there to reduce product waste because again, buying pre-made things where there's a lot of shades you're not going to use, you're just buying more packaging than you need to house shades you're not going to use. Um, and so it really goes into that idea of, you know, conscious consumerism and purposeful buying. I mean, right. it, look, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, I just showed you my earrings before. <laughs> I mean, we love, you know, to beauty is fun um, and it's self-expression and it's creativity and it's, and it's fun. And, you know, buying makeup is, is, is awesome. Um, but, but doing it purposely and saying, okay, I'm going to buy exactly what I want and only what I want, then that the likelihood that you're going to have product waste is minimized significantly. And, yeah. you know, there's always that added bonus, which is how convenient, you know, to have a palette where you have your blush, your eyeshadow, your, you know, Everything. highlighter, your bronzer. Yeah, one. right. Yeah. I mean, that's I what I really. Right, I girl? Wanna... That's like oh, come true. It is amazing, <laughs> seriously. And you know, I want to just uh -huh. say this because I I think this is the most beautiful point that I saw in your line. Even you know, um, trying it and using it, and even the website when I was looking at all the other products, like you guys are making it okay to sell neutral colors and that that are beautiful and pigmented and and versatile. And you can like I don't know any other line that I've come across where I've gone to the website and said, this is perfect. Like in terms of like neutral shades that I can use every single day at my job. You know what I mean? Like wear them every day. I've never seen any other um, makeup brand where I can easily go onto that site and be like, I like this, 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 and this. And I want, you know what I mean? Like this is my wow. package and I'm going to use this and this is going to be my makeup. And, and I think that in itself from a consumer standpoint is truly phenomenal. And it's, it shows how well thought out your brand is. Well, that was purposeful. You know, Alicia yeah. is our makeup artist genius. And, you know, why don't you tell oh. it? So, Alicia, why don't you tell, why don't you tell it about the, the vision of the, of the launch colors and why we chose those colors? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I tell you, it's very daunting. I've certainly been in situations where it's like, okay, we're going to develop a bronzer category. Let's, let's make you know, the, a global shade range of bronzers. And you're like, okay. And you, you, it's a lot, it's a lot of, you know, you're doing a lot of testing and testing on skin and, yeah. you know, product evaluation and feedback, but to do all of these products, it was, um, it was quite daunting. I had some amazing um, support uh, from people that were like, help, you know, helping me, you know, swatch and, and test things. Um, and of course our amazing team, Beatrice, and her team, but it really, when, when it, we set out to be like, okay, you know, because obviously there's, you know, colors are limitless. And so it's like, yeah. are we, you know, how do we keep it? How do we keep an assortment tight? So, you know, we, yeah, we would love to have like, you know, really fun trend colors and, but, but really it's about starting with, to your point, what I, what I consider to be um, core, um, yeah. so that when you're putting a palette together, like no matter what you need these colors, you need your, you know, your bronzer, you need your, you know, a mauve blush, or you need your, you know, smoky gray eyeshadow or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I will say that when I was trying to kind of think about this and really say, okay, with the skew count that we're going to do, what shade should go in there? And this is a place where I, I asked Frank, um, Frank Toskin, who, 
as a supporter of our brand. And yes. I had this conversation with him and I said, you know, I'm, I'm just so torn because, you know, if we're going to keep, you know, this many shades and launch, it's just, you know, you, you've got, it, 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 you just almost can't address anything but these like super workhorse, you know, all, you know, everybody wears these, everybody has these kind yes. of shades. Yeah. And he, he said, and I said, but, but then I don't have room for a lot of like super trend. And he's like, no, but you are on the right path. You start with these, just like you're saying, right? You're endorsing yeah. it. And he's like, and then the community will say, we want a lime green eyeshadow or we want, exactly. you know, yes. uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was kind of the journey. It was actually, I have to honestly say one of the most daunting tasks I've ever done in my career, but it was so awesome and fun. And, um, and also doing it like remotely with our teams. <laughs> it was, it was a lot, but that's how no, we got I to mean, the you, shade lineup. Truly, and I can't. Your work shows because as a woman of color, it is very, very difficult for me to find not only, you know, I always talk about a nude lipstick, right. That I really want, or actually the hardest <laughs> thing is to find a red lipstick that works. And the last time I found one was Mac the Ruby Woo color. And guess what? The red that yeah. you guys, that I have from you guys, it's beautiful. It looks stunning. I was, I put it on the other day and I was showing my boyfriend and I was like, I feel beautiful. Like, I feel so oh. good. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever do uh -huh. reds. You know what I mean? I never use reds. Wow. And the fact that you've created this product that is so, it's creamy, it's beautiful. And I can put it on and I can feel confident in the red lip. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure as a makeup artist, you know, like, you know, obviously the work that goes behind it, but as a consumer, it makes such a huge difference for someone like myself, because if I have an event I need to go to, this is my go-to lipstick and it's sustainability. And you know what I mean? There's so many great things in one place. So I love that. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know what? When I hear personally, because again, it's working as an artist and, um, and on the front side of the business. I will yeah. tell you, there's nothing that is more gratifying and heartwarming than like that type of reaction from a consumer who goes, I feel beautiful. I mean, I yeah. think at the end of the day, that's, that's just why you do what you do, you know, as an artist or whatever, is that when you can kind of feel help, but help, you know, kind of that transformative power of makeup is so real, you know, it is. so that's it is, yeah. so exciting. And I'm so glad you love the the red lip. Vic probably made the other one you were speaking about. <laughs> so hand in hand in both of your red lipsticks. Vic, am I wrong? Well, you know, there's there's really nothing against um, um, the industry today because they're they're all we're all trying. Okay, so I just want to kind of speak on behalf of the industry a little bit because we're yeah. we're all a part of it, right? You know, we had the fortunate ability to come together and start Greenfield, which yeah. which which doesn't tie us down to legacy relationships we had, distribution channels we had, suppliers we had, and customers we had. It was all new. So yeah. we, we were able to come together and create the future of where we think it should go and yeah. lead the way and show, and, and show, you know what, it can be done. You can have a recycled pal uh, plastic palette. You can have refills. You can have quality, professional quality products that that, that makeup artists would use uh, religiously on set, but they can be clean and healthy and good for you and and sustainable. 
you can have all those things. You can actually work with your, your customer base, your community. You can share ideas back and forth on a regular basis with technology, with the way things are going. You yeah. can do all of that stuff. We'd like to lead the way. The industry is trying, but b- because everybody has an existing channel or product line or system, it's mm-hmm. taking a lot longer. Our goal is to lead, but there's, you know, there, there's a lot of great product out there, great technology out there. Our goal, our, what we're hoping for is to, is to do beauty better and, and hopefully to move our industry forward. So we leave it in a better place than, than we started. I mean, that's, that's our goal. Yeah. Couple yeah. of two, two mm-hmm. big things, two big things that are, that are important in general, not just for beauty, but in general, the yeah. first one is, the first one is the connection that we all make as humans, or, or I guess we're conditioned to make it for, for sure is the connection between excessive packaging and luxury and gold plated and, 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 and you know, silver plated things and how that we associate that with luxury and beauty and, and quality, right? You know, you see something that, that is beautifully packaged and shiny and you think wow that's a quality product to to the 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 challenge the evolution i think we need to make all of us is to to try to break that association to to say look what you can have a a quality product that is packaged in recycled molded fiber bamboo and sugar cane you know and that's the way you can have a beautiful product that's packaged in recycled pet water bottles yeah you can you can have a product that's beautiful and it doesn't have a lot of things that you expect it to have, you know, right. So that association that's important. And, and I think we're starting to move there as a society because, you know, ex- excess purpose, you know, Alicia talks about purposeful buying. I, I think that that is important. And the other one is, is throwing stuff away. What single use package. We are a packaging sold separately, Brandon. I remember early on saying that to people saying, what do you mean by packaging sold separately? You know, to me, it came like, you know, when you buy a toy, it's batteries sold separately. You know, that line. Yeah. And yeah. It was like, okay, it doesn't come with the, it, you got to get it separate. It doesn't come with your product. So the idea for us was, look, you can buy an eyeshadow and a, and a, and a lipstick and other products as a refill. You don't need to buy the package all the time. And yeah. That, and that's what we're trying to encourage. And that's. Well, a your, your refills are also like, I mean, you know. I, I'm sorry if this is, I don't know if this was what you're going for, but your refills by themselves, I I can see myself popping into my purse and being fine with, like, especially with the lipsticks. Like, uh, you know, yeah, I want the palette and I want this like cohesive, you know, like this, this one place where I've got everything I need, I need, and I could just go there. But even still, you can still buy, especially the lipsticks and, and use them very, very efficiently without missing out on anything, you know, in terms of like the, the feel and the, you know, whatever the, the packaging provides for people. Yes. And, and that's the, the connection that we're hoping, the, the connection you had yeah. when you opened that product and you used it, that connection that, that's saying this is good product, even though I'm using recycled, I see it's made of recycled plastic and recycled molded fiber you still held that association that this is a really good product. And that's what we need. I think we all, we're all striving for that. That's what we're striving for at Moss yeah. is, is to get, is, is to help evolve that, you know, that well, way we decide. It's definitely, definitely shows. Um, I do have one, one question though. Um, I know that there's a lot of talk 
um, you know, right now in the beauty community about just, you know, inclusivity with it when it comes to makeup lines and the shade ranges and stuff like that. So when you guys were, um, you know, like researching and coming up with the best colors, and I think this probably speaks more to you, Alicia, um, when you were coming up with these colors, how did you like, was there like a formula in your mind or did you just kind of go off of your experiences as, as in the makeup industry when you came out with the colors you want to, you know what I mean? Just come out with initially. Because mm-hmm. I, I think these work mm-hmm. beautifully on every skin tone I, from what I can tell. Well, thank you. I mean, obviously that was of epic importance. And I mean, I'll say something about just this specific shade range, but you've got the guy on the phone who can talk to you all day long about inclusivity Um and I would love for him to tell you some of the things that he's done, even with Crayola, uh, you know, crayons and, and shades. Um, and obviously a pioneer at Mac making so many um, shades for all skins. But it is in terms of this specific product lineup, yes, um, creating uh, colors that would work um, on anyone was so important. And I do, you know, there is just that, you know, when you've been doing makeup your whole life, my years as an artist, and then also, you know, in product, you know, development work, um, you just, you kind of know, you know, right? You just, it's more like muscle memory. You know, like this shade is going to work great on a a very golden skin tone, right? That has a lot of that Mediterranean golden. And this is going to work great on a deep, rich skin tone. Or So you do have a lot of that in your data bank. Um, But then we did test as well on all skins. Um, and yeah. I tell you something, listen yeah. to this, like we literally were racing the clock. We, we were finishing up trying to test our shade library, um, you know, our, on multiple skins uh, just before we got, you know, like kind of locked down with COVID. I mean, so yeah. it was, uh, but we were able to, um, you know, get product on a, a multitude of skin tones and really test and try and make sure that, you know, we had shades that were complementary, um, you know, across all undertones, you know, warmer, cooler, lighter, deeper. Um, and that was really uh, an absolute, you know, must do um, yeah. for us. Yeah, no, it, it, that makes sense. And I actually want to ask about the formulation, um, Vic, because uh, I'm not going to lie, your your lipsticks are the creamiest and most beautiful like it's like one swipe and you're good like how did you formulate this it's so so good uh yeah well you know what it's um you know practice makes perfect you know yeah i've been in this for for 35 years and yeah uh, i've seen I've, I've i have that feel and that sense of when you're working on a product like a lipstick it's it's a balancing act you know if you make it too creamy it doesn't stick if you make it too sticky it doesn't it's not slippery um, you know, if there's too much pigment, it feels dry. If there's not enough pigment, it's too sheer. The way these were 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 meant, that were formulated was: let's make the professional want to use it and feel good about using it, and then let's add the lug the the additional uh, quality emollients that give it that extra. What's the word you use, Alicia? Zhuzh. Okay, Alicia uses the word zhuzh. So we have this thing in our... Like Zhuzhi, you know, like Vic like and our amazing team, Beatrice and, and, and Mame and Micah, our product development and, and chemist team, they love when I'm trying to talk to them in very unscientific terms. 
Like, you know, I just wanted a little bit more like yummy, just, you know, some yum, yum. (laughs) But you know what I mean, right? So yeah, that's what we and, and as a team, and so uh, as a team, that's how we work. So uh, okay. when we we can, you know, I, I know with with our team, we can formulate quality professional products that are healthy or clean. Then there's the art element, the creative element, where okay, how do we get this professional product to just feel good? And that's where we put that little extra creative. Uh, energy into the formulation and it's a matter of choosing um you know natural emollient derivatives that uh, have that feel but don't take away from the staying power and the quality of the product so you know it's a little bit of art and science Uh, you know you're you're a professional you're a doctor you know that a lot of it is science but then sometimes you just got to know what to do and when to do it yeah intuition yeah yeah and that's the big difference so um that yeah Yeah, that makes, I mean, that makes sense. And also, you know, I just, I I really wanted to ask because it's, you know, it's very important for everyone out there listening to realize that, you know, this really, your line is truly, truly quality. I mean, when I, when I use it, it reminds me of, you know, any, any other top brand I would go to for like, you know, whatever it is that I'm looking for, except it's, you know, it's there and it's exactly what I need. And I, I think, you know, everyone needs to realize that it doesn't have to come, like you said, in this crazy packaging and this, you know, really heavy glass packaging. And the, the product really, truly speaks for itself. And I don't think you see enough of that at all in the beauty industry. It's it's a lot of, um, you know, marked up pricing for, you know, ridiculous packaging and components that they're not even part of the beauty aspect. So, you know, I, I love that. And I actually want to, that's like a segue into the pricing um for how you guys decided the price points for your, for your um, products. How, what was that whole process? Mm-hmm. Cause they're very, very affordable, you know? Well, thank you. I mean, we, you know, we honestly, I think this is the first time I've actually said this to anyone, but you know, when we, when we first set out, we really had hoped uh, to price our products even a bit lower. Um, but quite honestly, what we are doing is expensive uh, using the types of materials we're using and using post-consumer recycled materials are more expensive than virgin materials. And Vic is, you know, and Beatrice and just our team, you know, we're, we're a product first team, um, you know, whether I'm, I'm, I'm the outsider, I'm the artist, they're all the brilliant, you know, chemists and innovators that can make it happen. But, um, you know, we're, we're tough critics. So um, to get validation that you appreciate that the, the quality of our products is like probably the most favorite thing that we could hear. Um, and, you know, cause we set out to make obviously, you know, you know, products that, that we hope that everybody will, will love. Um, and uh, I'm so sorry. I just lost the point. Your original question was, as I was talking about product quality, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It was. Uh, it's the price and, yeah. And I can, and I can. Yes. Ask. The price point. Yes, the price point. I'm so sorry. Well, and Vic, go ahead. But we, when we were making it, and we realized like these are just um, these are just compromises that we can't make because we, you know, we want to produce a product that we're really proud of. Um, and so, uh, you know, but we also wanted to be in a place that was affordable, you know, enough. And so, re- you know, really kind of looking at the the landscape of pre- prestige cosmetics. Um, and, and just trying to, you know, the best we could fit into that space. 
Um, and we're able to do it. And one of the reasons that we're able to do it is because we don't have to charge the customer for the package every time, right? So we're, what you're buying is great formula um, and your package is separate. Um, and so that's one of the ways that we were able to make the, 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 the price structure work the way it does. And Vic, you were going to jump in and say. Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. It really is. I, we are, as a team, very sensitive to value. I am just personally, you know, as a shopper, I am very sensitive to value. And I'll call it value because value is is more a judgment call based on what you feel you're getting for what you're paying, right? So right. I'm very, very on value. And the the what we want to do and what we're trying to do here is expensive. And I'm not saying it just so everybody feels bad and say, oh, poor guys, it's expensive. It's expensive. It, it's it's more costly than normal because we're doing things out of normal. So if you yeah. think about everybody's doing it one way, we're trying to do it another way. So the first time you start doing it, it's going to be a little bit more. Post-consumer recycled anything generally is more more money because the 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 time to clean to get it, clean it, recycle it, take it out of the waste fill is um, a little bit more money than than taking a barrel of oil out of the ground and and crack fracking it and making plastic out of it. Because the barrels right. of oil are very cheap now. So, so you know, most people would say, look, you know, no one's really going to care. Let's just make it with the virgin material. We'll save some money. We're saying, no, we don't want to do that. We want to do it this way. We want to use post-consumer recycled material as much if, as possible. And that's not an absolute statement. So what I mean by that is that we're not, we're not there today. We're not happy with where we are today. Our goal is to get to 100% on everything. We're doing, we're pushing the limitations of everything we're doing, all the technology that's available. So that costs a little more, but the, where, where we get to really um, give better value, I believe is the packaging sold separately model. So, yeah. so we're dissociating the cost of the package. So you buy a $20 package or sorry, you buy a $20 lipstick or a $50 or $40 foundation at your favorite store. Yeah. Half of the money generally goes into the paying for the package so yeah if you buy a 40 dollar foundation compact 20 of the dollars is to pay for the package that you'll throw away in three months right the 20 dollars goes into the product if you buy the packaging separately you pay the 20 dollars once or the 10 dollars or 15 whatever you pay but then you the the the, the refill is not that as expensive and so what we can do here is they increased uh, costs of doing PC post-consumer recycled um, allows us to make better products. We can spend more money on the eyeshadow, on the lipstick, on the blush, mm-hmm. right. and not charge you as much because we're not. You don't have to. We don't have to recover the cost of the package. No, I do wonder, I do wonder about this though, Vic, because I know there's a lot, there's a huge market of especially young women and men um, that are very attracted to that, you know, that glitz and glamour of the, of the packaging. And you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of brands that are monetizing off of just that infatuation with the initial peak into like, you know, what does the packaging look like? So how did you guys um, consider the demographic to which you're marketing and, you know, trying to combat that, that whole thing that's going on with, you know, just the, I don't know, the vanity of it all, right? I mean, that's, I, for lack of a better term, um, you know, how did you, yeah. how did you figure that out with the demographic? 
I'll tell you yeah, just one thing, Alicia. That's not our that's yeah. not our target customer. Our target customer is a thoughtful, purposeful shopper, and yeah. and Alicia has more. I'll turn it over to you, Alicia. Well, I mean, I think I mean certainly, you know, you know, when we kind of looked at who would be our shopper, when we think about that, we think it's people that are like minded to us, people who. Um, are, are make, when they go out to buy something, whatever it is, right? I mean, yeah. it, it could be, you know, food, beverage, any personal care item, whatever. They're, they probably have a sustainability goal in mind, you know, potentially. Um, and so, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we kind of know that going in that, that, that our consumer is going to be interested like that. And, you know, like Vic said, um, you know, the, the, the consumer that really wants uh, what we call, we call it an industry precious packaging, um, you know, and like, I'm sure you know, I mean, and I, you know, you put weights in, in compacts and pallets to make them feel heavy and more luxurious yeah. and, you know, like those types of things. I mean, that's just not our brand. Um, but I have to say something, and I, I really mean this. I think that, you know, can we start to think that sustainability is the new luxury? You know, yeah. that doing the, doing the right thing is the new, you know, luxury or, um, and, and, and honestly, I have to say, we worked so hard on the design of the packaging right down to like how the logo, you know, is, you know, debossed to, you know, the, the product or whatnot. I mean, we, we didn't want a consumer to feel that they were having to compromise yeah, uh, to buy sustainable packaging. You know, we wanted them to be like, oh my gosh, and this is still so cool. I mean, we think especially like, uh, if, at least from the, the uh, feedback that we've gotten um, on our outer packaging and our compacts and pallets that people are really receptive to them and like them despite them being, you know, post-consumer recycled, you know, all of this. Um, so we did our best to, to, to present something that, that didn't feel like a compromise. But I also yeah. think again, you know, it's a, it's a shift of mindset. And I think when you start to educate and you start to think about, you know, refill and reuse and material selection and whatnot, you know, I think you just start, you know, that, that feeling that you get that when you just have that beautiful, precious package, hopefully you start to replace that with the feeling you get knowing that you've made a, a, a more earth-friendly choice, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, and I love that. Don't get me wrong. You know, I am all in with the sustainability aspect of your, of your brand. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I, you know, I urge everybody just, you know, to really like read more on your website and just, you know, really understand what you guys are doing. But I also want to make the point that it's not just about sustainability. So like when I, you know, for example, if I have a girlfriend that I know is like me, she struggles to find her favorite shade of blush or she, you know, she struggles to find the right kind of eyeshadows to, to wear to her job. You know, she's a lawyer. Um, I can easily tell them my favorite makeup brand is Mob Beauty. And then she can go and try your products. And just based off of that, just the quality is what she's focused on. Yes, the sustainability aspect is there. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to have in addition. But like, I, you know, I, I think my point is more even towards just a person who's buying makeup because they want to buy good makeup. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's mm -hmm. like, they're not, they're not approaching a product because they think it's more sustainable or that it's better for the environment, even though we all should. Um, 
they still right. believe in, I want my perfect blush color. You know what I mean? So I want to, so and that's, that's what, you know, when I look at your products, I can honestly say that I would be able to recommend this to a friend of mine saying based on just that, you know what I mean? And then the sustainability that's comes awesome. after almost for me. Well, that's awesome because listen, product is king, you yeah. know, I mean, to the consumer, I can yeah. give you the most sustainable package in the world but at the end of the day you might buy it once but if, if the product doesn't perform for you yeah. you're not going to buy it again you know i mean you'll go look for another sustainable product that maybe performs better you know you'll but at the end of the day product is king and this is why i feel so fortunate to work with such a tremendous group of people um, like vic and beatrice and you know our small but mighty team of uh, product innovators, um, yeah. it's, it, you know, to really bring that to life. So thank you. Yeah. And I actually want to ask um, Vic, what's, what's next for Mob? I mean, well, what kind of products are you guys going to be coming out with next? Well, you know, that's an amazing question. And, uh, you know, Alicia and I, we talk about this um, as, you know, sometimes when we're explaining what we're doing, we, we actually look to create a packaging vehicle uh, platform before we commit mm-hmm. to a product category. So hmm. the, the, one of the issues with our industry is that a lot of the packaging today is designed to throw away. You yeah. use it and you throw it away. So it's up to us to help design and push the supplier base to say, no, we need to do it differently. And so far, we, we've invested in the lip capsule and the palette and compact um, reusable, refillable, customizable palettes. But we are, we are in the process of, customize, of designing and customizing refillable uh, packaging for other categories, which we have yet to launch. So what's next? I'll leave it um, open for everyone to think about what we could possibly do next. I will, I've learned enough in this industry not to commit to saying anything because then Alicia gives me hell. Right. <laughs> well, we also have to make sure that we don't yeah. want to overpromise and underdeliver. Okay. Right. And typically, I'm working on a project two years before it actually, you know, you end, it ends up in your um, bathroom or your purse. So yeah. I get really excited well before you see it. And I, I, I can tell you to be specific, we, we are, once we, once we create refillable, reusable packaging platforms, we'll be launching um, typical product industry, professional industry products in them. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. Well, yeah. you know, thank you guys so much, uh, Vic and Alicia. This has been awesome. And I, I would love to actually do something on, on like a IGTV live or something. And we can play around with the colors. If, if you got Alicia, if you have time for that, that would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like do like, like a, like do a live something. tutorial thing, you know, and just show people mm-hmm. all the beautiful looks that we can come up with. So, but yeah, thank you so much yeah. for your time. Well, thank you for inviting us. This is so much fun. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Yeah. And I'd love to have you both back anytime. <laughs> so thank you well, for all the hard you. work you do, all the hard work you do in your day job. It's really appreciated. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I truly, truly yeah. appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And everybody listening out there, please, please go check out Mob Beauty. Um, I will definitely tag them in the cover art for this and really 
I mean, genuinely check out this brand. It is true quality, you know, makeup at its finest. And I can't say enough good things about it. So leave some comments, some feedback. Um, Let us know what you thought of the episode. If you have any questions for Vic or Alicia, um, you know, the whole team at Mob, just leave them in the comments and I will pass them along. And thank you guys so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.